Welcome everyone to On Podcast, the On Microsoft Podcast. We're talking about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. I'm your host today, Kareem Anderson. I'm joined by David Allen. Hope everybody out there is doing well. And I hope everyone's ready to talk about games. I know we talked about it a little bit last week because uh, we had Game Fest 2023, but we are specifically talking about Xbox games this time around. Uh, and we will be having our open discussion talking about some of the early wins, relatively, we call them relative wins, uh, for Starfield. Uh, it's gotten a great reception. The showcase uh, on Sunday basically went off without a hitch. Uh, we saw some gameplay. We saw some great demos, some videos. They had an extended uh, viewing and talking with the directors and things like that, uh, with production and all you know, everyone involved in the project a day later. Uh, and it seems so far like everyone's in on this. Uh, they've updated the game since the last time we saw it, uh, revamped the combat, and you know they've talked about a ton of things. And we're going to get into many of those details as well. But then we also have our, our uh, headline section, which we'll be talking about basic EU regulations for everybody. Um, Microsoft's being hit with some, uh, with an injunction. Google's being, uh, they're getting their finger, the finger wagging from uh, the European Commission. Uh, we'll also be talking about being able to source parts for your service device directly from the Microsoft Store. So now you'll be able to go online and uh, say, hey, I need a new SSD or I need a replacement screen or I need a replacement headphone cup or something like that uh, and get it right there. Uh, we'll also be talking about Microsoft watermarking being image creator uh, generated images. I don't know how I feel about that because uh, I don't need watermarks in my stuff, but for legal liability reasons, I can see why they're doing it. Uh, Forza Motorsport developer turns 10, uh, and they're working on a new mobile game. We'll get into some of that as well. Uh, and lastly, we'll be talking about, what was our last one? I think that's it. So yeah, I think be, that's all we got. Yeah, it'll be shorter headlines, heavy on the games. And with that being said, let's get started. What uh, are we talking about as far as our uh, game lineup for Xbox coming? What is that? Starting, when, do you, when does the first game start? Uh, first game starts um, September October. I we get so. um, we get the new Forza f- early October. Okay, so and uh, speaking on that, we have Forza Motorsport. We have uh, since uh, Sega Hellblade Two Fable, a new Fable game which looks pretty awesome. Clockwork, Payday Three, Thirty Three Immortals, the new Flight Simulator which has a bunch. I mean, it looks like it's a uh, what is it? First responder pack. I mean, they have helicopters and. Uh, you can do uh, flights over, you can help dump water or forest fires and things like that. It looks pretty exciting. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, that it looks it looks great. Uh, we also have City Skylines 2, uh, which builds on the uh, uh, city simulator game, building a city. Uh, Fallout 76, I believe, is getting an update. Uh, new game packs, just as well as Cyberpunk. Uh, and I believe this new, I forget the neat title of it, uh, is fully called. But they are also getting an expansion. They have a new actor, uh, Idris Elba, who voice acting alongside Keanu Reeves. Uh, we're getting Persona uh, Load uh, as well. We're getting Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth. Overwatch is getting uh, a new gameplay mode and expansion as well. Uh, Still Wakes the Deep, uh, which looks like a kind of underwater horror game, kind of in the vein of Bioshock. Uh, Star Wars Outlaw, which looks amazing for those of you who have never read the uh, Dr. Afra Star Wars comic. It's kind of like that. It's a bounty hunter. We're not dealing with Jedis, just to keep it short, which is kind of nice because I'm tired of all the Jedi games per se. Uh, and those are just, uh, you know, 
a handful of listings. We also got South of Midnight, which uh, we don't have much details on, but the trailer looked very interesting. It's a game in the South, and I guess it's going to be based on folk folklore uh, and some other things like that. Uh, Metaphor, which is another game that's coming out, uh, Avowed. So uh, there were a lot of games, but I believe the one that took center stage is Microsoft's second exclusive bet that isn't Redfall, but Starfield Direct. Uh, what do you think? Starfield, to me, had a lot of nostalgia feel to it. I, it reminded me how it was presented in the perception of it as to how Halo launched and kind of took off the first iteration of the Xbox. And, you know, we've talked about it before. Microsoft needs a big hit here. They need something to kind of jump in this Series S, Series X lineup and just kind of grab it by the throat and take it and run as we were just talking about a little bit off mic we've not seen the title yet that people just dive into and i you know we'll talk about it here in a minute i know there are some issues with the frames per second and you know gamers being concerned about the hardware being fully utilized but i think strictly from a title content sit down have a good time I think Starfield, to me, based on what we saw in the presentation and what we've read since, is the title that's going to take the Series S and the Series X in the direction that it needs to go. So far, we have seen we've seen some good first-party titles, but we've really seen a lot of remakes, a lot of remasters. You know, people up in the graphics, up in the frame rates. I think this is the first good one from the ground up that people can grab it and run with uh for those of you listening and perhaps for those of you living under rock starfield is a game that is in the vein of fallout 76 or just fallout in general uh and a mixture of outer worlds i don't know those of you who have played that title but basically it is a uh rpg slash flight simulator game um, you are an astronaut. Uh, it has a ton of options to uh, create your own player. This, apparently, they said they you will, you could spend hours just creating your player based on uh, a few presets that they threw in there. I think it's up to thirty. They said you could customize things like you know scars and hair and foreheads, nose, all the other things that you know the customary uh, modifications you can do to a character. But basically, you are an astronaut and uh, you are tasked with. Uh, a mission to help, I believe, ga- go gather something. I forget what the exact thing is, but uh, alongside of your mission, there is the No Man's Sky of the game, which I think you know it has gotten roundly compared to, and I think for good reason, is because they have a generative planet uh, platform that works where you can basically uh, see a map and uh, it creates a bunch of planets on the fly that you can go explore, so everyone has a different experience with certain things. Um, I believe, again, like I said, that's part of the No Man's Sky, the aspect of this game. But because it's Bethesda, it does have a story, which I believe No Man's Sky eventually added uh, once after the game came out because its big play was you know, just generative gameplay. Like, oh, we could create thousands upon thousands of planets and you know, each experience is custom to the player playing. This one kind of gives people a little guidance because I feel like that's the downfall for No Man's Sky. Once you played it, it was like, great, I can go to different planets, I can see different things, then what? You know, I need a little bit of like hand holding and and red carpeting and and some you know some arrows saying maybe you might want to check this out uh, to keep you know your attention and entertainment uh, high. 
So uh, that's what uh, Starfield is. We got some details about some big aspects of the game, like the customization of uh, your own, I believe, biodomes. You can make, you know, you can have a, a on every or any planet, you can create a, a whole base for yourself. But you're you're basically living out of your ship. So imagine if you were like Han Solo or something like that. You can customize your ship uh, almost infinitely, and that's you know part of the fun of this game. Uh, there's also they showed us the revamped combat. And if any of you remember the combat they showed uh, last year, the, the first time around, again it gave people a little bit of pause. This looks super fluid. Uh, it's you know almost as slick as say maybe the the combat in uh, the division. Uh, mixed with a little bit of Call of Duty because it is first person. It is very nice and it very much, very much improved from the last time we saw it. I believe you know you can see in the live chat people were complimenting that. Uh, and there was, uh, I believe, what else did they show in the in in this version of Starfield? We've uh, got the a little bit more information on space flight. Yes. Oh, yes. Exactly. When I say flight sim, it's you're not necessarily going to be doing flight simulator kind of things where you're uh, taking off and landing. I believe those are those are simulated, but you will be having, you can have space combat. You will have to fly and navigate asteroids and maintain your ship, uh, uh, full monitoring. So you'll have to maintain and keep aware of things like thrust boosters and hyperdrives and things of, the, of that as you're flying the thing. But I believe landing and taking off are, are simulated. Like you, that is done through a cutscene or something like that. But like I said, you will have space combat. You can commandeer ships. Uh, if you defeat an enemy or find a, a, an abandoned ship, you can take it over and bring it back to your base or whatnot. You'll have a team. You could uh, also find team members throughout space if they are on a different planet, if they are at a different bar, if you are, and if they're abandoned on a ship, maybe floating just in space. Uh, you can add them to your team uh, and, they, and each team member will have a specialized uh, function as well. So. This is a really, I mean, I think my takeaway from that entire showcase and what they showed, even all the talks with the CGI, I mean, the, the developers for the graphics and the storytelling and people who were tasked with just, you know, doing the, the all the background art and things like that is that they put a lot of time into this. And it is going to, you know, it's going to be a game that takes a while to play. Bethesda also promised that this is the, you know, least buggy game that Bethesda's ever uh, produced. And we all take that a grain of salt because the bugs are what make Bethesda kind of lovable in some some regards. Uh, so I expect to see some really good memes and some funny YouTube videos, regardless of how few bugs they say there are. There's always bugs, but I, I do want to say something about what you just mentioned there. When they were interviewing the people, the developers, the people that were part of the game, you could you could see the enthusiasm you could feel their passion when they were they did a little bit of a like a round table almost where a few of them there toward the end with during the special presentation were asked what what did you like about the game you know some of them were saying well i like the biodomes i like the freedoms and they also made it clear that what we get with starfield when it first comes out is not all we're going to get. I got the vibe that, you know, it's open for more content. You know, it's open for add-on packs, DLCs, etc. And it's not often that when you see a video game that it warrants a 30-minute presentation just on that title. And 
something that you mentioned after the presentation last week that we have missed here. There's a custom headset with oh the game. God. That thing is sweet. Yeah, that, that thing's pretty cool. And there's a custom controller. And there's also the custom watch, which I thought was just really cool. And like I said, I'm 40, I'm over 40 years old. I'm excited about this title. You know, I, I game for fun. That's part of what I do for my hobby time. And it's it's just not often that we've seen a dev studio really dive into something like this that is not a Call of Duty, a Battlefield 2042, even another Fallout game. It's not something we've seen before. Yeah, uh, and to move on to sort of in the ne- in the vein of this discussion, but on to the next topic, uh, the Xbox Series S uh, was also announced uh, an updated version of this, uh, which is a Carbon Black Edition uh, with uh, terabyte uh, storage. So, Finally. For those, yes, for those of you like myself who bought the white one last year, you yep. may be kicking yourself and looking for any type of returns that you can get because this thing looks pretty nice. I can't return it, but like you know, I, I did buy trade one. La- yeah, trade it in. Maybe I did buy one last year for the um, Black Friday sale that Microsoft had up. Now, yes. something we will throw out here: remember, Starfield. The reason they're doing this new Xbox, it comes with one terabyte of storage, and you know, Microsoft is not crazy here. They knew Starfield was coming. Starfield takes up a whopping 125 gig of storage, so. One, you're going to need some storage, and you're going to need some internet access to be able to pull that down. That that's that's going to take take a little while. So you know, Microsoft being smart here, new game, bigger game, console more capable, and you know, I think gamers have took this in a positive way. Sales on Amazon have increased a whopping thirteen hundred percent since the showcase was aired that is series s and series x sales are up on amazon so that's usually a sign gamers are happy with what they saw they're getting ready they're getting prepared they're putting their money down yeah i was gonna say we this is quite the opposite of redfall i think you know we might have had returns for xboxes after redfall kind of landed unfortunately now to their credit i believe this week they did release uh, a big patch for the game which should help improve some things for those of you who are still out there playing. I don't mean to denigrate anybody's choices. So, uh, you know, uh, there are improvements coming. Uh, 60 frames per second is off. Uh, speaking of f- frames per second, that was another thing about Starfield. They mentioned that they capped it at 30 frames per second to keep up with fidelity, so to speak. Um, and I am all for it. I know that people I'm are okay upset with about that. it, and there are some people who are torn about it. But for a game this massive and for what you're going to be seeing out there in in the worlds that they create the density that they have in the cities or the planets that are populated looks like you know it's taking up a lot of resources so i'd rather them hit a perfect 30 out of the out of the out of the ballpark and right out of the gate than to have issues trying to reach 60 and people complaining about it and you know kind of denigrating it early on now if they can reach it after maybe six months they get 60 frames per second and the game keeps with the same uh, you know, resolution and, and everyone, you know, and the combat's still, you know, as great and everything's proven proven out to be a great game. This is just another improvement versus just, you know, marking it as something that's another fail out of the gate. So I think it's cautionary, but I think it's cautionary in a good way. I agree. You know, with a game like this, your surroundings are very important. 
And if you're, you know, walking through these biodomes and these places that you've created and they don't look good, you're not getting the full experience out of the game. And that overall impacts how you feel about it. So I think if you walk into something that is, you know, looking well, playing well, you've got a good thing there. Remember, this is not a first person shooter you know, a hundred percent. So 60 frames is not necessarily needed right out of the gate. I don't think so. I agree. Uh, there are so many things you can do. I believe one of the things they mentioned was uh, there was a sandwich pirate in particular. One of the developers yeah. said her, her favorite thing was to commandeer ships and take uh, the sandwiches that are left aboard. And she has a whole room dedicated to just stolen sandwiches. So there are things that you're going to be doing that don't require 30 frames per second that are still just as entertaining. I mean, 60 frames per second that are just as entertaining. And you may be doing those more than running around shooting things or, uh, you know, fighting uh, uh, space, space bound combat and things like that. So I'd rather them, I'd rather people have a great experience with the things that they're going to do first and then having that experience improved upon later on versus having a bad experience and hoping that it gets fixed. Uh, we're going to round up this last bit of section talking about Phil Spencer also was interviewed and he had a whole wide ranging discussion about things that included AI and uh, his, you know, I guess he's sort of waving it off, so to speak, as of right now being a threat to anything that is happening in gaming. And he says to keep an eye on it. Uh, but the other big takeaway from this discussion, and you can go read it on our website as well, uh, is that he was talking about the uh, the Xbox team is not in any shape or form uh, ready to come out with a new console just yet. Uh, this made news only for people who were hardware junkies, so to speak. But we had this discussion just a second off mic that uh, I, we don't see neither Sony nor Microsoft and maybe not even uh, Nintendo because they have people are settling into their consoles. They're settling into making uh, na affordable accessory additions to things uh, versus buying, you know, another $600 console as you know, we're heading is inflation kind of tapers down a little bit and fears of a massive recession kind of uh, sub subside a little bit. People are still kind of you know worried about, you know, how to spend their money and another six $700 console is not the thing, but they are uh, augmenting their experiences maybe with a handheld uh, which, you know, you and I were just talking about Sony coming out with theirs and maybe Microsoft is banking more on just focusing on making uh, Game Pass great and, and available on more devices. Uh, the Switch is still doing gangbusters for Nintendo. So uh, I agree with Phil for right now. I agree. I think we're going to see um, some people diversifying their experiences. And I think cloud gaming is really going to play into that. I think cloud gaming, we've just scratched the surface, I think, to what cloud gaming is going to be. I'm not going to make a bold prediction, but, you know, I could see things almost being 50-50 at some point. You, some, you know, 50%'s got a handheld in their hand and they're doing it off the cloud and the other 50% is sitting in front of a big screen playing it on the console and that would be the last word on that we will obviously have more discussions about gaming uh, as you know more headlines come out but uh, we're going to start talking about other things that aren't gaming uh, and that are just strictly microsoft so uh, let's get into our headlines and our first one is going to be uh, about uh, surface hardware what do you got for us on that 
Well, if you're looking to repair your surface or you need you need a part, you broke a few things, you can now get your Microsoft Surface parts directly from the Microsoft Store. Right now, purchases are, are, are limited to United States, Canada, and France, and they hope to have more markets in the future. For now, it is Surface Pro 7, Surface Pro 8, Surface Pro 9, Surface Laptop 3, 4, and 5, Surface Laptop Go, and Surface Laptop Studio, and the Surface Studio Plus. So any of the recent models, you need a new SSD, you need a new kickstand, you can go to the Microsoft website, you can order that part. It comes with any screws, accessories that you may need. And I'm assuming full instructions on, of course, how to install or replace your part. So it's neat to me that Microsoft is allowing consumers to repair their own devices out of warranty. I wish more companies would do this. Do remember that as long as you're in warranty, you can send your service device back to Microsoft and a certified tech will take care of it. If not, this is a good option instead of having to throw away several hundred dollars in buying a new device. Here, here. Uh, and like I said, the accessibility of this, because you can basically go online now, type in how to fix, uh, like you said, the kickstand, how to clean out the lens, the webcam lens from beneath the screen, how to get a new charger, how to get a new SSD, how to, uh, you know, like you said, find screws or the bumpers, things like that. Uh, type it in and the Microsoft Store will be one of the selections. You can just go there and then you can start ordering the parts yourself versus having to do the, I believe they used to, they have a commercial channel. If you're a business owner like that, you have to like meet a guy around the corner somewhere and be like, hey, do you got the parts for him? He'd go find his business contact and find a way to get it from the Microsoft the commercial version. This one seems a little more accessible. Uh, we are going to move on to the FTC doubling down on its opposition from Microsoft acquiring F uh, Activision with a new injunction. They pulled a CMA this year, this week saying, uh, not only are we going to come out uh, officially saying we are against this, but we're going to legally try and stop you from doing this, uh, at least until we have our meeting in August. Uh, leading up to the meeting, I believe it's August 2nd, uh, the FTC filed a new injunction as a precautionary door, doorstop to Microsoft's proposed acquisition of uh, Activision with a court order, preventing the transaction from proceeding until after they meet uh, August 2nd. While the FTC has not officially made the announcement, those familiar with the matter have spoken to media outlets, including Bloomberg, about plans to, in the works to make to make this injunction official. So again, this news broke on Tuesday, I believe, Tuesday or Wednesday. We've yet to see this uh, actual court filings, but uh, the people believe that by the end of this month, uh, the FTC will officially have uh, an injunction in place. Again, similar to what the CMA is saying, that you cannot proceed with this no matter what. Um, this new move by the FTC will put uh, the Microsoft acquisition in front of a federal judge much sooner where the magistrate can appeal to the commission for a vote or allow Microsoft an early federal court's appeal starting in August. Uh, if the, in fact the FTC, you know, through the courts finds a way to block this. So uh, again, just coming out and saying that they're against it wasn't enough. This injunction makes it official if, if and when they do file it makes it official. Uh, again, we have a lot that's going on. Microsoft's in appeals with the CMA currently after they were said no. Uh, if they win that appeal, they could be back on the board for having this deal done. Uh, again, they meet with the FTC uh, on August 2nd while 
I believe July 18th was their deadline. So between July 18th and August 2nd, uh, Microsoft and Activision will need to work out a new deal uh, in order to extend uh, the deadline. Uh, I don't know if that's going to cost Microsoft a few more millions, billions, whatever, but uh, if they're working towards this August 2nd date, uh, they will have to figure that out. I think they'll figure it out. I think, you know, we we as journalists don't know everything that's going on behind closed doors. I think there's a lot of things in the works that, you know, don't make it out to the media. I think I think this is moving forward slowly but surely. I don't think Microsoft would keep dumping money into something that, you know, they have signals that's not going to happen. I would be very shocked. Windows Phone. Well, yeah. Okay. You got me there. And, and you know, I was one of those Windows Phone it's owners, true. folks, and I had high hopes, but hey. If they, if they come out with the Windows Phone next year, I will be looking at my wallet and finding ways to justify the purchase. So I with all of you who are still uh, mourning Windows Phone. What's our next headline? Let's see. We got Bing. As you know, um, we can now do image generation through Bing using uh, Dolly. Well, guess what? You can't use those anymore without a watermark. And I, I, I'm not necessarily a fan of this, like you mentioned, but I understand why they're doing it. I understand the legal ramifications behind it. So if you're using Bing to generate any images or anything like that, I, I have generated enough myself. There's a little B in the corner of your image. Now it is subtle. It is small. I give Microsoft that they didn't, you know, prevent you from being able to use the image. Just know that the watermark is going to be there. It is tagged. So if you're thinking about using it for a logo, you might want to think think otherwise. I would say for art, for blog posts or postings or social media, maybe not maybe not such a deal. But I wouldn't be using the image generator for your logos. Agreed. Uh, like you said, it's it's more so legal a liability for them now that. Uh, these images are, are sourcing other people's artworks, parts of other people's artwork, things like that. Uh, so you'll, you know, just keep everyone uh, transparent and honest, I suppose. Which, like I said, I'm not for it, but I can see why it's being done. Uh, the next thing we're moving on to is the European Commission files antitrust complaints against Google's ad business. This could have a devastating impact on Google uh, for being as well. Uh, I don't know, positively or negatively just yet, but we'll see. But in a significant move uh, triggering Google's main uh, revenue source, the European Commission has lodged a formal antitrust complaint against the tech giant and its business. Now, uh, they've been investigating Google for quite some time, actually, uh, and the Google ads business, but they haven't actually done very much about it. They've kind of warned Google, so to speak, over some years. And uh, but again, without it being officially and there's no fines or anything that could be aff uh, affiliated with this, Google's price just kept business as usual. Um, the Commission's preliminary findings indicate that Google has been leveraging its dominant position since at least 2014 to hear its own ad exchange, potentially stifling competition from rival exchanges. Uh, this has solidified Google's central, ro uh, central role in the Aztec supply chain and enabled the company to charge higher fees for its services. Now, while the statement that uh, the official antitrust complaint uh, marks a significant step in the EU's investigation does not preclude the final outcome. So again, this isn't like uh, they're going to 
come out with fines already. They still have to actually have an official investigation. Uh, Google have the opportunity to respond in writing and with a request for a hearing following which the commission will determine whether the company has violated antitrust laws within the block. If found guilty, the European Commission regulator could impose fines up to 10% of Google's global sales and introduce various changes to its business. Now, that's only one aspect of it. I believe uh, the EU's commission, I guess, director, whoever the higher up is, uh, Vestager, has also recommended divestiture, I believe I'm saying that correctly, um, which could break up Google search and Google ads and make them have to be their own competing business. And that would be devastating, as I mentioned earlier at the top, for Google ads and potentially uh, a, a shoe-in or a wedge in for Microsoft Bing as well. Uh, because Bing isn't as dominant, it can keep both its parties combined for right now, but and it also gives them a way in because, again, we know that the linkage between Google Ads and Google Search are so tight. Uh, if, if implemented, that vestiger order could deal a significant blow to Google's primary revenue stream. Despite uh, offering a wide range of services, advertising continues to generate the majority of the company's income. In 2022 alone, Google's advertising business raked in approximately $225 billion, accounting for about roughly 80% of its annual revenue. Uh, mind you, Google Search is also is, is basically the umbrella for Google Ads as well. So when we say that Google is, you know, the biggest driver of revenue for the company Alphabet, we're pointing directly mostly at ads, uh, ads search, or uh, yeah, the ad business. So having to break that off could be, like we said, devastating for them. Uh, furthermore, Google's advertising business is under scrutiny beyond the European Union, the UK's Competition Mar and Markets Authority, the CMA, that rowdy bunch, uh, is also investigating the company over concerns about unfair practices that uh, impede competition. So, And similarly, the US Justice Department uh, and eight state of states filed a lawsuit earlier this year calling for the dismantling of Google ads technology business. So Google's under fire by a lot of regulatory businesses. Uh, this can only make the release of BARD that much harder for them. So we'll see how they deal with all of this. It, it's been coming. Uh, you know, I know you work in the ad business. I think, I think it's been coming. Google has been dominant in search ads, etc., like you mentioned, for a long time. And Bing has tried to make inroads into this several times with with very little success and i think you know you never hear of what is it yahoo anymore you never hear of anybody else really it's, it's you either go to bang or you go to google i think with the majority still going to google now something you said there perked my interest it, it is possible that the google departments get broke up you know you have search on one side you have ads and advertising on the other side but do keep in mind just because you know if they do have to break them up that doesn't mean that one office can be on one side of the hall and one office can be on the other side of the hall they'll just be broken up on paper you know so so i, I wouldn't be expecting well they broke us up so we're going to move the the ad company five blocks down the street and, you know we'll move the search company another five blocks down the street it will be on paper, but it's still a blow to Google and how they do things. Yeah, uh, because uh, on paper, it still could be a, a, a canyon for them as far as the integrations that they do because they're your separate businesses. They will still have to 
uh, file things and it'll be a bunch of bureaucratic red tape and, you know, things like that. It, those kind of things, even though they're under the same umbrella, just like Alphabet is under Google and things like that, they still have to manage themselves accordingly and, and by the regulation standards. So, uh, you know, it could be, like we said, devastating, even though they'll still be under the same thing. They'll just have to, you know, they can't have as tight integration. And that looseness is where uh, competing things like Yandex and some other company, international uh, searches, whatever the UK equivalent is to uh, Google ad search, can start to weave themselves in uh, and, you know, make their business a little bit bigger. That's the whole idea of this thing. Uh, we'll keep an eye on it and let you guys know uh, what news comes about this uh, because, again, it affects uh, not just Google, but Microsoft and anybody else who uh, wants to create or run uh, an AdSense business. What's our last headline for today? We got one more, folks. Uh, we're going to go back to gaming for just a minute. The popular Forza Motorsports developer Turn 10 is working on a game for mobile. Yes, would hope to see it. Forza Motorsports, the hotly anticipated racing sim from, from Turn 10 Studios, is still a few months away, but they're working on a mobile game, and apparently... The game, which does not, it does not have a release date. It is not a follow-up to Forza Street. It is being done by a company called, or a developer, excuse me, called Hutch Games out of London that specializes in making mobile racing games. They have made Rebel Racing, F1 Clash, and Top Drive so far. So according to the announcement, Turn 10 will, pro will provide creative input but hutch games will be the developer i hope this comes to fruition and just as a reminder the new forza is releasing october 10th so we've got starfield in september we've got forza in october i'm assuming there will be a call of duty something in there from from what from what i've seen Looks like we're shaping up for one heck of a fun, entertaining fall, which is a lot better than what we had last year. Yeah, I believe uh, these are Game Pass exclusives as well. So, yes. Uh, day and date for you people. So this is this is going to be big, and I think that, again, this is where we're, we're seeing a lot of the focus, where gaming becomes diversified. It isn't just on a console, on a big TV. It is now becoming on your Xbox, on your PC, uh, on your tablet on your phone, uh, on your handheld, if you get like an Asus, is it Raw ROG, whatever that thing is called? Ally. Ally, uh, things like that, or, or your, uh, what's the Steam, the Steam Deck as well. So, uh, I, you know, I think Microsoft and Sony are good to hold off on making a new console and exploring cloud gaming and handhelds and all these other things and just let developers make games for those uh, uh, different experiences than to like say, all right, let's, let's start the console machine again well, there's nothing pushing hardware right now. As we as we sort of leaned on early in the podcast, there's nothing pushing 4K 60 across the board. You may see a title here, a title there, but nobody is really pushing the envelope. And then you've got to think, 8K TVs, you know, they, they say that's what's next. Well, look at that 8K TV out there. Look at the price of those 8K TVs. Look at, you know, they've not been adopted yet you know widely there there's a few at your local best buy and your local electronic stores you know 
but nobody's adopting them so we don't even know what would be next if Microsoft came out and said okay let's do an Xbox X Pro what would it be we don't know at least when this generation came out we knew beforehand okay it's going to be 4k something or 1440p we're going to enter the market of high frame rate higher resolution but if they did it now whether it be microsoft sony or anybody we don't know what's next you hear that that is amd stock tanking because of these words (laughs) i'm sure they want more consoles with that being said uh, we want to thank you for joining us for another week and listening to us ramble about games. Uh, we appreciate your attention. Uh, we hope it was educating and entertaining. Uh, where can people find you if they want to talk more about David, it? David PAJ1978, hanging out on the Twitters. Uh, you can, yeah, you can find me at Mindhead1 on Twitter as well. We're, uh, again, we'll be talking about gaming. We'll be talking about Microsoft. Uh, for those of you who are upset at us for not talking about Windows or Office or anything like that, we'll have more information about that during the week. Uh, they just sent out a couple betas. Uh, those of you, just a quick roundup, uh, should also be getting access to the new widget uh, panel that is more organized and has access to the developer tools from the developer, the new developer area if you're testing it on Canary or beta. Uh, you also get a, those of us in the AB testing lot that are lucky enough will also be getting access to the new file explorer so be on the lookout for these things those are the biggest pushes in windows uh, office is getting some new features but go read those on our website same for teams as well check out our website or check out our twitter uh, feed if you want to just see the truncated version of that uh with that being said goodbye everybody enjoy your weekend happy father's happy day weekend everybody and, and yes and happy happy father's day to all the fathers out there and uh, especially my father thank you for everything you do without you i wouldn't be doing this We appreciate you.